It's time for the Retire ASAP Podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP Show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me I have the ultimate co-host, Bradley Fike. Financial yo guy. Check out his LinkedIn profile. Everyone has questions on it, even myself, because we don't even really know exactly what it is. I practice financial flexibility for my clients. He's a yoga master of finances, not not physical yoga master. Don't get those confused. Hey, now, easy. <laughs> well, welcome. It's been quite the year. We are wrapping up. This will be our last episode in 2020. So, we are wrapping up a wild and crazy year. I know we started the beginning of the year with Brad. As Did you realize that January was the first time you were a co-host on our show? Wow. And is it my fault then what happened to 2020 was because I joined the show and then all hell broke loose in the whole country? Could could be. Or world, but which I, is a global. I will say our listenership has grown from January till now. So you can either take all the credit for the growth of the listenership, or you can take all the credit for the downfall of this pandemic. Your yeah. choice. I am not sure what I want there. <laughs> I do know one thing for sure. My hair is standing straight up this morning, and that's from the roller coaster ride I've been on all year. It's been it's been a roller coaster ride, no joke. Well, I'm really glad that you're joining us. Uh, like I say, this is our last episode of the year, and what we wanted to do to wrap up the year is we wanted to finish out strong, and we want to set you guys up for a wonderful 2021. Now, we don't know what the financial futures of the next year bring, but what we do know is that 2021, you can jumpstart your year by taking a few steps right now to end your year well to get yourself set up for a good 2021. So I want to go over that, but before we get there, I just want to throw out this thing. Well, on our website, if you go to fikeadvisors.com, there is a... uh, a form on there that you can sign up for our free ebook. It's called Your Early Retirement Map. And what it is, is this ebook, if you go through it, it's a simple four-part checklist to help you get retired as soon as possible. Now, I know many of our listeners here, they're a do-it-yourselfer. They like to uh, figure out their own retirement plans and do those things. And I'm more than happy to guide you with this free ebook. It's a way for you to get involved in that. But for those of you who are clients of ours or looking to find a financial advisor, this may be your first step. Ordering this book, and like I say, ordering it, it's free. It's a digital ebook that comes to your inbox. Getting a hold of this book is going to be a great way for you to kind of get a grasp on what we talk about and the things that we would guide you through if you wanted to become a, a client at Fike Advisors. So check that out. Go to fikeadvisors.com. It's right there on the homepage. It's called Your Early Retirement Map. You can click the link to get your ebook now. And all you have to do is plug in your email and we drop that into your inbox immediately. And you can start reading right away. If you want to print it out, you're welcome to do that. Or if you want to read it online or on your iPad or whatever device you use, you can do that as well. So just wanted to throw that out there. Something for you guys to think about as you're heading into the end of the year. But let's get back into our episode. So Brad. Yes. 2021. If there are four things that people need to focus on, what would you say would be the number one most important? Well, maybe we shouldn't order them priority-wise. Maybe we should say, what's one of those four things that yeah, is Yeah, because I think everybody has a different uh, issue and different stage of financial planning in their own personal lives, whether it's formal financial planning or not, right? Absolutely. So I like the uh, I like to start with clients with a budget. So that, that to me is my first step. And everyone hates the B word. I hate them myself. I agree with them. And I always tell people, you're going to hate what I have to say next. 
But it is going to be pure fact and now, truth. Now, it's a different B word than I got in trouble for saying in junior high. But it <laughs> oh. is still a very big B word for many adults out there. I don't know if I knew about that. I don't want to hear about no, it. No, no, no. You don't. Sorry. The principal must not have called home. That's a good thing. As a perfect student at that age, I don't want to hear your story. Exactly. I, I was not the perfect student, but you sure thought I was. Anyway, budgets. <laughs> Budgets, budgets, budgets. So the thing about budgets here is that as we end the year, one of the best times to review your budget is at the end of December. And the reason why is because you can look back over the last 12 months and kind of see how things went. Now, these last 12 months have been weird, right? It's a pandemic year. At one point here in Ohio, we were all quarantined for almost two months, just locked into our house and couldn't really do anything. So there are a few months that are going to be different, but when you could look back at those 12 months and kind of see what are some of the things I expect? How often did I get my oil changed in my car? Did I get new tires? What kind of annual insurance premiums do I pay? Because sometimes when we do monthly budgets, we forget that there's an annual life insurance premium or an annual home insurance premium, or there's semi-annual property taxes, those types of things that don't show up in a regular monthly budget every month. When we look at a 12-month period, you can look at those things and kind of see what happened over that year. And that's something that then you can project out over the following year. You know, as, as we head into 2021, you can look at the new year and say, based off of last year, am I going to have a very similar or a completely different year? And what kind of things are going to be changing? And reviewing that helps you get yourself set so you can plan for the next year. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I'll tell people to go back two years if you have some uh, extraordinary wild ride like we did last year. Although I think this year you might find that your online spending was probably a little out of whack compared to normal. I've talked to many people who are like, I was buying stuff like crazy because I'm just sitting around. Oh, there's a reason Amazon's stock price has gone skyrocketed in 2020. (laughs) It's because we were all stuck at home with nothing to do and staring at our empty walls and saying, I need this decoration here and this technology over here. And that's how it works. Yeah. So I'm thinking some budgets might be a little out of whack for 2020 just for the fact that had too much downtime that um, think about the ads on Facebook and, oh, look at this little fishing tool. I'll I'll buy that and those kind of things. So you might want to back it up for two years if you can. But, uh, you know, the check register tells all and credit card statements tell off. You use your credit card for all your bills, which a lot of people do now, um, which is a great way, by the way, to go back through and see what your average cost is there. But you got to remember, I mean, I do a lot with credit card to live off of, but I also have a check register. So I have to look at both of them. Right, right. And when you talk about using a credit card, the people that do that on a regular basis and are successful, they pay their monthly balance every month. They're not building a balance in any of that. Oh, They're, heavens, that's number one. That's that's a Brad Fike lesson that I learned in seventh grade, probably, or maybe even earlier than that. Never carry a credit card balance. Even before I had a bank account, I was learning those types of Bad things. Bad debt. If you if you want to get under Brad Fike's skin, just tell him you have a credit card balance. He, he, he will help you get rid of that real quick because he he doesn't like that. But anyway, this is an interesting year and, and I'll make it a little bit more personal. Tori and I, my wife and I, we bought a house in June. And so our budget is going to look very, very different. Um, when we started in January of this year, we had a monthly budget. Well, that was for our previous house, which was slightly smaller. It was a one-story house versus a two-story house. So now we have this whole new effect of what the utilities are like now, 
as well as we live in city limits versus outside city limits. So now we have, you know, city water. and all. So there's a lot of different things that are going on with our bills that we need to plan for. Now, we did kind of a mid-year budget, which was helpful. But again, we were just estimating because we didn't know. Now I can look back from December to June. Now I have a good six months of something to kind of base my uh, next year's budget off of. And same thing with Fike Advisors. Some things have changed in here. Uh, we've had some people move in and rent out some space in our building. And we're bringing on a new employee come January. So there's some things in our budget, even as a business, that we need to look at. And so coming up in the next week or so, we're going to be reviewing the Fike Advisors budget. Tori and I are going to be reviewing the, the Fike family budget, those types of things. This is the time to do that. Yeah. And it's we're not the first ones to ever bring up budget at the beginning of the year because it seems to be it's kind of like the goal thing right you know it's new year's eve good old new year's resolution is to get a better budget right couple glasses of cheer now all of a sudden i'm gonna save the world i'm gonna do this this and this (laughs) and that's what i'm gonna do well and then budgets are always on the you know the financial guys are all talking about budgets but seriously as much as i hate budgets for me personally it has to be done here and there so 100%. This is a great time to do it. Actually, the best time to do it is between Christmas and New Year's where you got a little break. Sometimes things slow down a little bit and uh, have it done before January 1 if you can. But uh, if not, that's okay. So one thing to do to jumpstart your 2021 is to make a budget. The next thing, now this is something a little bit simple. This This is a little bit more around investments. And depending on who you use for your investments, whether you just have a 401k or 403b at work or whether you have some sort of simple retirement plan with a small business, or whether you have your own individual IRAs. This is something you probably need to talk to your investment provider about. But what I would say is another major thing that people need to do to set up themselves well for 2021 is to rebalance their portfolios. And maybe you have some insight on why. Well, especially this year with a lot of volatility we've had, rebalancing just takes what's high within your portfolio. Okay, let me back up a step. Let's say you have a portfolio that is you know, whenever you sit down with an advisor, you should have a portfolio based on risk. That risk is then going to break down to what type of assets that you own in there. And sometimes those assets will increase considerably in value. And, you know, take, for instance, the tech stocks, you know, your big tech stocks that just went berserk this year. They're, if they were in your portfolio, they're now out of whack. That means they're they're a higher percentage of the overall portfolio. You need to sell off what's high and buy what's low and get your portfolio back in balance. Long in the long run, a balanced portfolio will always win. So it creeps up on you, right? You go all yeah. year and you don't even think about it. Right. Well, and especially you're like this because you've ridden the emotional roller coaster of maybe in April your portfolio was down a massive amount. Could have been twenty, thirty, depending on what how your mix was, could have been even more percent. And so at that point, you're going, oh, no, everything's going bad. And then now at the end of this year, you're hearing U.S. markets are are hitting all-time highs. Now, that's not all assets are hitting all-time highs, as many of your investors have found out, depending on your investment mix. But for a lot of people, they're going, the markets are hitting all-time highs. What do I do? It's just been this emotional roller coaster. And the thing is, is we stick to the same principle that it always has been with investing. It is buy low and sell high. Now, logically, it always makes sense to do that. You go, well, duh, I don't get an investment and sell it when it's down and then buy an investment when it's when it costs me more. That just doesn't make sense. Yet our emotions tell us to do that. And so the nice thing about rebalancing is it's a systematic approach to something like that. We say, look, let's look at our portfolio. If our 
uh, NASDAQ holdings are our highest percentage of holding. It went from, we had 50% NASDAQ, 50% S&P. And I'm not making any investment suggestions here. I'm just giving you some examples. But if you had 50-50 there and you say, well, my NASDAQ went up 30%, my S&P is only up 10%. Well, what you should do then is you should sell off some of those tech stocks in your NASDAQ part of your portfolio and buy into the S&P because what that did is now you have this high part of your portfolio that what goes up must come down. And not saying that's going to come down really quick, but we might as well sell it off while we've made some money on it and buy into something that has future potentials. And so this is how we look at all portfolios. Now, on a risk management side, for us and our clients, what we do is we look at and say, if a client has a 50% stock, 50% bond portfolio, and the stock market goes berserk, they may end up by the end of the year having 60% of their money in, in stocks and 40% in bonds because the stocks have performed so well. So now all of a sudden, they're outside of their risk tolerance. They're in a more aggressive portfolio than what they signed up for. So what they really need to think about is saying, if I want to make sure I'm not taking too much risk, I need to get less stocks in my portfolio and get more bonds. And what that naturally does is it gives you a good rebalancing process that keeps things systematic, keeps your emotions out of it, and allows you to set yourself up well for whatever recoveries may happen in the down parts of your portfolio. So rebalancing is really important. Now, it, we make it sound really simple on here, but it does require some complications. And that may be something you need to talk to your investment provider about. We need to think about capital gains. And we need to think about timeframes and all these things that you're, you're utilizing in the portfolio. Dividends. As they come in at the end of the year, you don't want to, you don't want to sell off something that's going to give you a dividend too early. You want to wait till all your dividends. So there are some really important factors that I'm just skimming over because this is an educational podcast. I'm not giving you specific advice, but those are the things you need to talk to your financial advisor about to make sure you're capitalized on them at the right time and doing things correctly. So keep that in mind, but rebalancing is something you really could do right now towards the end of the year and maybe even the beginning of January to set yourself up for success next year. Okay. Absolutely. Let's go into the next one. I got two more for you. And this one has to revolve around taxes. What no one wants to talk about, no one wants to deal with, although it's going to be a weird tax year because I know some people have been in between jobs and changing jobs. We've had a few clients retire this year, which is wonderful for them that they did the planning ahead of time. But taxes change for everybody, especially in retirement. So one of the things that we're going to suggest you do for those of you who have not yet retired, this is your chance to be thinking about qualified contributions, contributions to your IRA, contributions to your 401k, whatever you, you do to get your tax benefits throughout the year. Could be Roth contributions, could be anything like that. Could be employer plans if you own a small business, something along those lines. You need to start thinking about those things because the deadline does come up next year. It doesn't happen here at December. For, some uh, accounts have it at December 31st, but most retirement accounts, individual retirement accounts, I should say, IRAs, are set up for next spring. So maybe you can go in a little bit of detail about that, Brad. Yeah, well, it depends on if you're doing uh, you know, tax deduction or what type of, whether you're a business and you need to do a set plan if you're a self-employed kind of guy, things like that. Everybody's different. You need your advisors to help you with that. But a couple of things you, we should think about is um, just because we do a 401k doesn't mean that we should just quit right there. Uh, I always suggest that we do a Roth uh, individually or an, a traditional IRA individually, traditional IRA. I can deduct the money today. It's going to grow tax deferred. Or if I do a Roth, it's going to be after tax dollars going in today. I can't deduct it off my taxes, but it grows tax free from there on out, as long as I follow the rules of distribution in that sense. So it's a great time to reflect. And if you've saved some money up, which hopefully you did, 
this might be a good time to start thinking, you know, for the next month or so, putting money into that Roth or traditional IRA. Just a couple numbers for you if you're if you're thinking about IRAs. The contribution limit for 2020 for anyone under the age of 50 into an IRA is uh, $6,000. And then if you're over the age of 50, you get an extra $1,000 of catch-up. So that means you can do $7,000. So that's what most individuals are in. They're in either traditional or Roth IRAs. Now that six or seven thousand dollars is combined between the two so you can put half and half in each one of the iras but you can't put seven thousand in one and seven thousand in another that's not an option so keep that stuff in mind again this is something you talk to your financial advisor about this is something that maybe if you are working and this is what i do with a lot of my clients who are in their 20s and 30s it may be time for you to think about how do i set up monthly contributions for 2021 I don't have a lump sum of 1000 or 2000 or 3000 to put away into my retirement account, but I know that every month I got about 2 or 300 bucks left over. I'd like to put in 100 or 150 a month into this account so that throughout the year I'm putting away a couple thousand dollars. If that's something you want to do, it's a good time to plan with your financial advisor say, "Hey, how do I do this? What's going to fit my budget that we talked about earlier and how do I go forward to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success?" Now, if you run a full retirement plan like we do with our clients, you're going to know how much I should be putting away. You're going to have a good estimate to say, hey, if I'm putting away X amount of dollars a month, which equates to X amount of dollars a year, I'm going to end up with X amount of dollars by the time I retire if all the plan goes the way that it's supposed to. And if that's the case, then you kind of have an idea and say, well, I don't have to just play a guessing game of just throwing money into the dark. I know that what I'm doing is moving me towards my goals. And so that's another reason why you should sit down with a financial advisor and do a plan because that is really important. Yeah, and and you know you can start with a lot of uh, a lot of portfolios are twenty five bucks a month. We have one portfolio; it's ten dollars a week. So you know if you go, I can't afford a hundred dollars. If you can't afford, if you tell me that you can't afford ten dollars a week, you're probably going to get chased out the door because it's like you blow that on a pizza or a Starbucks coffee a couple of times a week. I believe that. I think I think there's been a couple of times where I could see Brad the dad going down to maybe Meatheads here in Worcester and seeing one of the clients that said they don't have $100 a month or $10 a week or $50, whatever it is. They don't have it, but they're sitting there blowing $50 or $60 at, at a bar or ordering three or four pizzas throughout the month. You know That money does add up. And so it all comes Absolutely. down to just being smart and knowing how to spend that and, and saying, I want to invest in my future as well as enjoy the time that I'm in. Right. Yep. So investments, uh, when we talk about tax planning side of things, you should really be thinking about what am I going to be contributing for the end of this year? And then what am I going to be contributing throughout next year? Those are some big things for your tax planning. And the last thing I want to talk about, this isn't fun for us young people to talk about because we feel so invincible, but the last thing I want to talk about is estate planning or legacy planning. This is the kind of stuff that we talk about when, what are you doing with your money and how are you taking care of your family after you die? After you're gone, what happens? And so some of these things are easily pushed to the side uh, for my age group, you know, in their late 20s, early 30s. You guys 30s. are invincible. What would I need a will for? I'm not going to die for another 60 to 70 years, you know? I, I'm going to live forever. I don't know what what well, we you need have all this one stuff whether for. you get one or not you have one the state has one for the you. state has one and it's d- probably not the way that you would like to divide your it wife up. and kids may not get much yeah that the, the state loves loves when you don't have a will but those types of things it's this is time to look at that stuff now it could be looking at maybe reviewing your life insurance coverage it could be um, reviewing your will or looking at powers of attorney if you have a health care or financial power of attorney 
looking at transfer on death designations or or PODs on bank accounts, all those different things, you need to review that stuff because it's really important long-term for your family to be taken care of. Yeah. Beneficiary designations should be removed or reviewed because you don't know, well, you do know what happened in the last 12 months. So if somebody died, uh, you had children born, children became of majority age, 18 and older, got divorced, things of that sort, and maybe you just blew it off or forgot about it. And uh, so this is a good time to review all those beneficiaries on those accounts for that simple reason. Right. And I, and I talk about life insurance, too. I know that it's kind of a nasty word because it feels like someone's always trying to sell you something when you talk to a life insurance person. But one of the things you really need to think about, especially when I talk to people my age, is they say, well, what do I need life insurance for? I don't have anything major to cover. Well, you have to think about if you have a kid or a spouse that's at home, and if you are the uh, breadwinner of the family, you're the one who brings home the paycheck. If something happens to you, what are they going to do? You know, if you have a perfect example, I have a two-year-old at home um, and my wife works for a nonprofit. If I were to die, my wife and two-year-old would not be able to afford the house that they live in. And so the question is, how do I set them up for success? Now, I don't plan on getting in a car accident, but I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody plans to die unexpectedly, right? And so not saying that I want to have this morbid conversation with everybody, but you need to be considering, especially as we're going into the end of the year here, what do you need to do to protect your family uh, or your spouse from running into a situation where after you're gone, they are homeless or they can't afford to do the things that they can do? For a lot of people, your fam- they may not have family surrounding them. They may have moved out of state or they may have moved for their job somewhere else to where they have to make major shifts in their life after you're gone. And the last thing they want to think about is, where's my next meal coming from because I can't afford it because I don't know what's going on financially. So this is something to think about, whether it's life insurance, wills, uh, powers of attorney, all those things, they need to be reviewed at the end of the year and making sure, because when you have a kid, you're not thinking about, do I have enough life insurance for this kid? That's usually not in the front part of your mind. <laughs> you got to go back and review this stuff, especially at the end of the year. Adult up. That's what I tell them. Adult, Adult up. up. Come on, man. You got responsibility now. You're getting old. Uh, you're not I mean, sitting I, around I, playing video games and eating, uh, what is it? Cheetos. Cheese curls. Yeah, cheese curls, <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew. You got kid and a wife, take care of them. It doesn't cost that much to buy some cheap term and and uh, be an adult for once, you know? Hey. And, I, and we're not selling life insurance here. I mean, no. you know, if you want some, my tailor might help you out. <laughs> I might I might be able to help you out there, but that, this not, that's not the purpose of the podcast. But the bottom line is that this, this is the time of the year to reflect on, you know, the future and how you want to handle uh, your responsibilities. So, you know, it includes the beneficiary designations on anything. That's investments. That's your 401k at work. Yeah, life insurance is one piece. That's your bank accounts, your whatever. Everything you own has to be transferred to somebody if your temperature suddenly drops to 80 degrees and stays there for, you know, like a half hour. <laughs> is that too morbid? <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> That was a good one, though. I mean, I hate to laugh about it, but it's a fact. It's so, true. You know, it I, is what it is. I just want to say I'm personally offended that you are making fun of my glory days of video games, cheese curls, Mountain Dew, and not doing anything. I, that was that was the definition of my high school and college years. I don't know how you, how you could say something oh, like that. Oh, that's pretty standard at your age. But, you know, I'm not making fun of the cheese curls and the Mountain Dew because I like both of those. <laughs> Video games, I, once we got past Donkey Kong, I was done. There was too many buttons on those things now. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Man, you just <laughs> aged yourself big time there. 
All right. Well, that's the last thing that I think you guys need to do. So here's what I'll tell you. To set yourself up for a successful 2021, I want to give you a list. I think you should set up a budget. I think you should rebalance your portfolio with the help of your advisor or with the help of whoever your investment provider is. I think you should think about what are you contributing for 2020 into your IRAs and what should you be contributing for 2021. And then I think you should really relook at some of the things that's going to happen uh, in your estate plan. Are you looking at your life insurance, your wills, your TODs, your beneficiaries, your life, all that stuff, whatever it is, you need to check out that stuff as well. So that's the review. That's 2020 in a nutshell of how we can set ourselves up to win next year. What are your final thoughts on the year? Uh, our uh, final thoughts for 2020? Yeah. I think uh, there was a great enlightening this year, and that was the fact that financial yo guy was born and that people, <laughs> part of their planning for next year should be to practice financial flexibility. You might laugh, but I'm going to tell you right now, that is critical to everyone. Flexible finances. I feel like that's a Christmas card waiting to happen to send to all the FIKE advisors. Oh, I never thought of that. From your financial yoga, keep it flexible. He was born 2020. Oh, gosh. So thanks for joining us for our last episode of the year. I want to just wish you guys a happy holiday and Merry Christmas and whatever you celebrate. This is a fun time of the year. I hope you're getting to see your family. Now, I know you won't be able to get to spend time with your family as much as you'd like physically uh, with all this stuff, but whatever you do get to celebrate, I hope that it goes really, really well, and I hope you're excited for the new year. I want to let you know, though, we are launching a new series come January. See, the first Thursday in January, whatever that date is. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be unheard of. It's going to be so good. I I don't know. I'm not a very good hype man. I'll just tell you the truth. It's actually going to be really good. It's called the Retire ASAP Quick Guide, and it's going to be three episodes. In each episode, we're going to talk about one thing, and it's going to be three things you can do today to jumpstart your retirement. So we're going to talk about a couple of things like taking an inventory of what you have. We're going to analyze your portfolio, and then we're going to set a retirement date. Those are going to be the three things we talk through in our next three episodes. So that's going to cover January and the first week of February. I'm excited for next year. We're Tell gonna, all your friends. We're going to have some new guests on here come in 2021. Um, some people that may have some really good advice that Brad and I don't have the wisdom to provide to you. So we may have uh, some attorneys that are going to be giving us some advice in certain things. We'll have some tax planners giving us some advice, maybe some insurance providers. We're going to be talking to a lot of different people and interviewing a few people about some of the things that you can do. So 2021 is going to be a great year. I know it's weird. We don't know what the future brings, but we're planning for success for you guys because we want our listeners to be able to retire as soon as possible. We want you to get free from work. We want you to be able to do the things that you feel matter most. So thanks for joining us. Have a happy new year. Have a Merry Christmas. And in the meantime, uh, you can find anything that we have to offer at www.fikeadvisors.com. There's a schedule now button in the top right corner if you need an appointment. If you'd like to talk about your personal stuff and your personal retirement with either Brad or myself, you can schedule that on our online calendar. Don't forget about your early retirement map, our free ebook that you have available to you. Just go to our homepage of our website. You can click the link there, put your email in, and it'll directly drop into your inbox, give you something to read over the Christmas time. So have a good rest of your week. Stay safe.
Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.